to Breakout, your number one NFL fantasy podcast from Down Under. Stats, analysis, and all you need to dominate your NFL fantasy season. And welcome to Breakout, your go-to resource for NFL fantasy in Australia. We're helping you choose the best possible lineup and team for your NFL fantasy every week. It's not only the business end of the season now, it is the end of the season now. I'm Joel Bunkle, and I am joined by Mark Wengretzky and Corbyland. Mark, we have reached the final, the championship game. Man, I think Corby's got a big uh, role to play today because me and you are up against each other in the grand final. So he's uh, two heavyweights going for the weigh-in. I think he's going to have to keep us apart. Yeah, I'm going to have to... Um... Yeah, be the third party here. Make sure there's no bias coming into these picks as these two champions battle for the win. We'll have to see how they go. Well, it's a good result for the podcast, isn't it, Mark? Oh, 100%, mate. I've actually organized my brother-in-law's ute, so I'm going to put you on the iPad, me up on the chair, going to do a lap of Mornington, do the grand final parade. Mate, I'll be going straight down Broadway <laughs> if uh, we can pull out the win on the weekend. I don't know if they let you do that nowadays, but we'll give it a crack. On the top of the bus. Um I'll tell you what, we had some interesting results in the NFL over the weekend. Some of them had fantasy implications as well. The Jets, they've won a game. They beat the Rams of all teams. They beat the Rams who are doing pretty well in that NFC West comp. Uh, I don't even understand how this happened. Uh, they've they've made their, their players probably took a big boost of enthusiasm out of the win, but they've kind of stuffed their future because now Trevor Lawrence is off the table and the Jags have got him wide open to take. And it seemed like the uh, they're up at 20-3 against that good Rams defense. That was crazy. Ludicrous. And the other team that uh, capitulated or has been capitulating in the last couple of weeks, the Steelers, now with three straight losses, losing to Cincinnati. And I'll tell you what, I was fuming about this result because I needed literally seven points out of Eric Ebron and Big Ben to win a semi in my other league, and I got six. I lost that semifinal because of this insipid game by the Steelers. You would have been walking around uh, New York with a big chest out, Joel. Seven points. You would have thought you had that win easy. Stupid. What do you reckon, Carl? Yeah, Big Ben falling out of grace there. Less, what a horrible performance there in the final game. It's it's They're going to need to pick it up. I think they've still got their playoff spot locked, but um, it's gonna need they're going to need to turn the tide here as they enter the playoffs. None of that, Carl. We're, stuff them. They can go, they can lose all the games for the year. I want them out. They, they've cost me and they're gone. I don't even want to speak to a Steelers fan. I'm never going to pick a Steelers player again in a draft. We're done with them. Joel, I think the lesson to be learned with the Steelers too is not to do any dancing before. You see Juju on that. Oh, Juju, what do we do with you? Dancing on the logos. He said he's going to stop it. He came out to uh, today and he said that now he's going he's gonna to stop it just because it's a little bit of a distraction for the team. Um, I'd say that Mike Tomlin's probably just pulled him into line there. Well, his performance hasn't been very distracting. So, All right. Well, um, how are we going to do this? We're going to go into some waivers. So, uh, Corb, why don't you tell us a little bit about the waivers? All right. Waivers, my bread and butter. Waivers section. We start off with the players who are available to you. We're going to try and pick the three best player options for you, people who have made it to this championship round. This could be a player that wins you the championship. So that is our hope. 
three of us are going to try and pick the best one and we're off to the races. Joel, why don't you start with yours? All right. Like we had some actually some decent ones from last week with uh, Rashad Higgins as 9.6 and uh, Corby gave us Jeff Wilson at 12. So it's pretty solid. This week, I'm going for a guy who's been much maligned over the journey. I know Mark's got a lot to say about him later on. It's Baker Mayfield. He has, uh, he's been pretty incredible for the last few weeks with performances of 28.98, 31.0, and 20.98 in the last three weeks. And he's got a really, what should be a dream matchup against the Jets, who should have pulled in their heads this week after the highs of the wins and go back to losing games so they can still get the good draft pick at the end of the year. I think Baker and the Browns are in fine form at the moment with playoffs awaiting them. And they don't want to stop that momentum. So uh, I'm backing in Baker. Could the Jets do it again, though? Everyone thought Jared Goff last week was a lock, and then they just stuffed him, and I hope Baker stuff sucks this week because I'm not a big fan. I'll tell you what. If the Jets win this game, they're going to lose fans. As backwards as that sounds, if they lose, they'll get more fans, and they'll keep more fans they will if they win. This week, I've gone for a guy that I've actually picked up off the waivers, and I'm hoping he'll be my wild card. Jalen Hurts are bought into the uh, hype, so he's got 19 and 37 points in his last two games. And this offense is humming. He had 400 yards, four TDs last game. He's got a great matchup against Dallas, who were giving up 30 points to QBs per game. Well, now that Wentz is done, somebody has to step in. Love Jalen Hurts. I think that's a nice pick. Rounding us off, I've got Tony Pollard um, for Dallas. We saw that you know Zeke went out with a calf injury. Now, this one is a little questionable. It's going to be depending on Zeke's health. But hey, he came in and smashed it last week. Um, Pollard had 12 carries for 69 yards and two touchdowns, plus six catches for another 63 yards. That's an amazing performance. If Zeke is out, then this is a go-to, a guy who can win you your league. I love this one, and if you picked him up last week off your waivers um, and played him, you were genius, having put up that 30 points. Um, as a Dallas fan myself, I love seeing uh, performances like this from Pollard, and um, I think really where Pollard, he's been a lot more involved in the game this year for Dallas, and it's probably taken away from Zeke quite a bit. They're, they're very different running backs. I think where Pollard is kind of getting the work is in that pass-catching game, those six catches, is probably where he was most effective in that game on the weekend as well, so... I think he probably keeps that if Zeke comes back into the team, and that's probably why Zeke hasn't been as good uh, of a run this year. He's a little bit more um, down between the yards, getting those dirty hard yards that uh, you need to get sometimes that Pollard doesn't like the contact as much. But, yeah, look, I mean, I don't mind if you were desperate, you could play him in a flex. But he's got the explosiveness too. I think I saw he's getting five yards per carry, so he's he's decent. And if he's the number one man, let's see how he does. Indeed, indeed. Don't mind that one at all. And Joel, we'll talk about it later, but I think Zeke's got to be the worst fantasy player this year, right? Oh, through through a non-injury? Yeah. Like Michael Thomas has been injured. You can kind of forgive him. Zeke's just been... Whew. The only other one I would say would be for me, like, like oh, yeah, no. I mean, based on where you draft these guys and what it costs you, like drafting Lamar Jackson so early in a draft this year, even though he has had a few good games... That's, uh, that costs you a lot as well. But. Well, Carby's boy, CH, probably didn't live up to the hype. Yeah, ended up getting split with Bell there in the second half of the season. But um, he's injured now, so that'll be another story for later in the episode. Indeed. Mark, the matchups. Last round of matchups. What do we got? 
here we go, Joel. So what we're going to do is look at the three best matchups and uh, have our pick. And embarrassingly, Corb's come in in the last uh, three weeks, and I think he's almost overtaking us. He's uh, been right on the money every single week, and he did it again this week with Swift, who got 20.2 points. So I'm hoping you listen to Corb this week because he will take you to the championship. That's it. I had J.K. Dobbins, who put up 14.6, and Mark, you had Mike Davis at 7.1. It's pretty tight in the scoring game here. We do a scoring every week. We just kind of keep track of who's getting them right. And the running backs uh, with our slightly adjusted scoring system to uh, boost up Carobs a bit, seeing he's only been doing it for a handful of weeks, is uh, I'm six, Mark seven, Corob six. So winner takes all this week in a double points round. Hey, I have a chance to win something, unlike in my fantasy leagues. <laughs> well, tell us, who have you gone for this week? Enlighten the listeners out there, Corob. Well, let's continue the CEH story with his counterpart, Le'Veon Bell, in Kansas City. So we all saw CEH went down with a knee injury. Um, Not looking great for him this week. It's looking like Bell's going to come in. I don't see why they would play CEH. Um, So, yeah, it's looking like Bell will get the bulk of the carries. Um, You know, he's had some time now to get to know the offense. We haven't had a chance to see him in the bulk of the carries. And so I think this is a real chance for him to step up and and play well in a game that could be pretty high scoring, potentially, if Atlanta comes to the plate. Um, But hey, I have faith in anything that's Kansas City related. So I had to throw in my boy Le'Veon Bell as my running back pick. Non-fantasy related, I'd love to see Lev Bell of old carry the Chiefs to a Super Bowl. That'd be pretty cool. That's why we brought him in. And that's why he came. uh, No objections there from (laughs) Karabakh. Who have you gone for, Mark? JD McKissick. So he outsnapped Peyton Barber last week, 22 to 4. Gibson's questionable again. And he's actually had 92 targets on the year, so he's almost like a wide receiver. He plays the Panthers, who gave up 150 yards of scrimmage to Aaron Jones last week. And I'm just looking for McKissick to get some points here. They don't know who the QB is, so you may as well give him the rock. I love JD. You know, he gets those passes out of the backfield. Alex Smith was loving him while he was playing. And I think he's just been awesome. He's one of the reasons why I haven't finished last this year. I picked him up for sure. He has been a good pickup off the waivers this year. Definitely, Carob. Um, last guy for this list this week I've got is uh, Miles Sanders. He left a lot to be uh, desired last week, but he still gave you 10 points, though. And you can't say he's a complete bust with 10. So he's received at least 16 touches in the last two games. And the Cowboys, who... Philly play this week have allowed over 30 points per game to the running back position over the last four weeks, which is the third most in the NFL. So I'll be hoping for the podcast that he does well. I'll be hoping for my fantasy team, Mark, that he doesn't play well because he's probably going to line up on your roster. Fingers crossed, and I hope he does well because I've held on to him all year. He's been a boom or bust. So the matchups here, he's got hurts there. Offense is humming. Fingers crossed. Love the pick, Joel. All right, are we all sticking with our picks? Yep, see si, senor. All right, let's get on to the receivers. Uh, last week, we gave you a few good options, actually. Uh, the lowest of which was uh, was T.Y. Hilton, which I gave you, which was 9.1. Mark, you came to us with uh, Ayuk from the 49ers, who put up a handy 17.8. And Coral, you gave us Corey Davis, who put up 19 points on the week to take the points. Here's our, uh, here's our run total of the scores for wide receivers this year. I've been correct six times mark four Corb, you've got the adjusted four points so still still can even up the the ledger here uh, mark why don't you give us your your player for the week 
Man, I'm sticking with the Philly theme, so the Cowboys' defense, even though they were number one in fantasy last week, we're picking on them. I'm going with Jalen Rhaegar. So he's got a great connection with his other mate, Jalen, and uh, he's got the second most targets apart from Dallas Goddard. He's got 7.5, 6.4 over the last two weeks, but this week I'm going with the matchup. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys still gave up 319 yards to Nick Mellons and the 49ers. Great matchup here. Let's see how he goes. A lot riding on that uh, Philly and Dallas game, and neither of those teams, funnily enough, are out of the playoff race, um, which says a lot about the NFC East. But um, I'll back that up. I'll I'll follow in with uh, my pick of the week, which is Marvin Jones Jr. from Detroit. Jones has topped 100 receiving yards and 25 fantasy points in two of his last three games. He's also gotten 12 targets, which is a great target share uh, in three of his last four games, and then 10-plus targets in four of his last six. So, like... Always been involved since uh, we've had Kenny Holiday go down. It looks like um, you know Marvin Jones has just stepped into that top role pretty nicely. Playing Tampa Bay this week, they've allowed four 100-yard receivers in their past four games. That's the most in the competition. I uh, love Marvin Jones Jr. to have himself a game this week. Yeah, let's see it happen from MJ. All right, I'm going to close this off with uh, Devontae Parker. This might be my biggest stretch pick of the week simply because he's been out with a hammy injury. Um, so he still has the questionable designation on in most leagues. But if he gets out there, then I think the main reason I've chosen him is because I think he can rip up that Vegas secondary. Um, he's flashed his potential all year. We know he has the potential to play amazingly when he's out on the field. Um, and, you know, he's had some decent games this year. He's had multiple double-digit games, um, getting anywhere from 7 to 14 targets per game across the season. Um, so when he plays, he's he's got it. But, you know, it's just going to be one of those fingers crossed situations. If he gets his chance and if you're looking to throw the dice on a wide receiver, I love Devontae Parker. I think he's got the skills. Really starting to build his relationship there with Tua as well. It took like a few weeks for it to settle in because Tua had, um, as I say, Parker had a great relationship there with uh, Fitzmagic, but uh, has taken a little bit of time for it to develop with Tua. Mark, what do you think? Man, I'm loving it. I've got Parker on my team as well. And given Cobb's record from last week, I may as well just roll the dice here and uh, get in another 20 points from Parker. Well, before we move on to the uh, the quarterbacks, uh, maybe just get your thoughts here. Cobb is like the, the third party here, not invested in a championship game. What's your strategy of making the championship game? Are you just playing the guys that you drafted, the best team, or are you? Are you? How, what are you trying to do? Stream per week? What's What's your game plan? I think of all weeks, these matchups mean everything, right? I mean, you've got to go with the hot hand. Devonte is slight risk simply because he was out last week, um, but the previous game, you know, I think he had almost 15 points. So it's it's a situation where. You're going to have to roll the dice and you're going to have to hope that the other guy falls a little bit flat in some of his picks. It's always a risk, but I think, yeah, these matchups, if you can stream a couple players that you think have the better matchup, you have to make that choice. It's the odds, the probabilities. You want all of those points that you can possibly get. And and this is how you do it. You you listen to these matchups. And probably no uh, no more important position to do that than at quarterback. Um, Last week had a decent week at quarterback. We gave you, uh, we told you, you must start Brady. He put up 23.4 points. Uh, we mentioned Big Ben, but we're not going to talk about him. Not a great week. Kara, you gave us Lamar with her over 30 points on the week, um, taking you, funnily enough, into the lead of our quarterback point scoring uh, system for the year. Why don't we get into this week? Mark, kick us off. 
Mate, the guy you talked about at the top of the show, Baker Mayfield. The big Baker. I didn't want to do it, but I couldn't go with Jalen again. But look, he's been top three fantasy QB in the last four games, completing 70% of his targets, 10 touchdowns, 1,200 yards. He plays the Jets. And uh, even though they had a good game, they're still giving up 23.4 points per game. This is Baker's time. Let him cook, you reckon? Put him in the kitchen? Man, last cook, year we never win, they make the seen playoffs. this happen, right? We play Baker in your championship round. But hey, he's, if he's on the waivers, <laughs> scoop him up and give him the start, people. This is what we're telling you. That's it. What about you, I'm going to follow up with my guy. Um, he's been my man all year, Tom Brady. Um, you know, he's had some off and off weeks, off and on weeks, pardon. Um, but hey, he's coming off a solid 23-point performance last week. He threw for 45 passes, completing 31 for 390 yards and two touchdowns. So this is the Tom Brady that we love to see. And, you know, I think, you know, he's he's looked like the Tom Brady of old, um, not the old Brady that he is. Uh, and so in this situation, he's got Detroit, who has a defense that he can pick apart. Definitely. The only risk here is if their rushing game steps up and, and they take the field and take the bulk of the offense. Um, but he's got the wide receiver core. The Bucks looked great last week. I love Tom Brady. I think if you want to win championships, why wouldn't you pick Tom Brady? And he did well last week with Ronald Jones out, and he's still questionable for this week, and you saw Leonard Fournette come in and have a pretty good game, actually. So I think if you if you see Ronald Jones out again this week, then I think um, then Brady's an even better start. And Brady beats up on bad defenses. He uh, tries to make himself look good because he's been a bit poor against the good Ds, but then he's come out and just got four or five TDs against the bad team. So I could easily see that coming this week. All right, to round us out with the quarterbacks, I am saying go with Tua. It's Tua time again. Aside from a shocking game against Denver in week 11, Tua has settled right into that QB role at the Dolphins now. He's averaged 19.99 points per game since week nine, which puts him ahead of Kyler, ahead of Herbert over that span. He's a, you know, that bit of a dual threat. He's a good chance of rushing one in. He's got 12 touchdowns so far on a, on a partial season. And uh, he plays the Raiders this week, and the Raiders have allowed an average of 22.25 points per game to quarterback over the last three games. So it uh, should be a nice way to finish the season for Tua. Love it, Joel. And I think uh, to your question before about uh, with Kyra about what you're doing for the finals, so I've got Russell Wilson, and I'm actually dropping him for Jalen, so going with that streaming option. And it's exactly what Kyra said. You've got to look at the data. And uh, poor Russell hasn't had over 15 points in like four or five weeks, so you may as well drop him and go with a hot hand and any one of these guys. And, you know, a laughable as is, Baker could take you to that championship game. I love both of the matchups that your players have got, right? But... Guys, this is the championship, so I'm going with the GOAT. I'm taking Tom Brady. If, if you want to win, you go with the GOAT. All right, I'm going to stick with Tua. I reckon he could have a good game. Are you sticking with Baker, Mark? Uh, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> All right, so now talking about positions that we can take a, a little bit of a, a chance on this year, the tight end has been one of those positions. Uh, last week, an okay week, um, I gave you Tonyan at 93 Mark, you gave us Gronk at 4.4 and Corrob coming through clutch again with Fant at 16.8. I'm leading the tight end uh, scoreboard so far with four picks, Mark with one, Corrob with two. Uh, so why don't I lead us off this week? And I'm going to say the guy this week that you could be playing is Austin Hooper. 
with uh, hopefully, I mean, if he plays well, then probably Baker plays well. It's been a bit of an up and down season this year for Hooper, yet he's scored in two of his last three games. He's quarterbacks on fire at the moment. And you could definitely see, you know, he's seen like a couple more opportunities with OBJ out of the team over the last few weeks or month or so now. He's playing the Jets this week. Obviously, they had a good game this week. Don't expect that to continue on. Since week six, only two teams' tight end groups have failed to find the end zone against the Jets. Hooper is the guy. Big hoops. What a streaming option for the week because he's uh, pretty uh, available. So uh, why not go get him? Who's your guy, Mark? Mate, we're going back to the well. We're going with Tonyan. So he actually leads the NFL with 10 touchdowns, which is crazy to think. And uh, he plays the Titans. And this is going to be a shootout, I reckon. It's going to be Tanner Thrill versus uh, Rogers. And uh, I reckon... <laughs> you didn't come up with a name for Rogers, but you got Tanner Thrill. <laughs> well, Rogers has enough names, mate. You've got to give Tannehill something. But the Titans are just outside the top 12 for fantasy points per game to tight ends. Tonyan's getting those three to five targets per game. He should get another touchdown here in a shootout. Yeah, I like Tonyan. You know, he's one of those up-and-coming tight ends. He's got Rogers' eye, that's for sure, especially in the red zone. Uh, I'm going to close this off. I'm going to go back-to-back with Noah Fant. It has been a long time coming, and I'd say it was a gamble picking him last week. But he finally showed up, right? He got those points. He had eight receptions on 11 targets, 68 yards, and a touchdown, which is exactly what you want from your starting tight end. Um, You know, despite their embarrassing loss for Denver, um, I think, you know, he takes on a questionable Chargers secondary this week, um, and and that will help him keep the momentum going. If he can keep that connection, he looked really strong last week. Let's hope that he finishes out the season strong. Defense, last matchup category of the week. Last week, uh, I said pick the Rams. It was a no-brainer. They scored two points, so it was a terrible decision. Uh, Mark said pick the Seahawks with nine points, and Corb said the Cleveland Browns with eight. So Mark taking away the points. The tally on the season is Joel four, Mark four, and Corb two. This week, what have we got, Corb? I'm going to start us off with a pretty solid defense. Um, We're going for the championship here, but if you happen to have Baltimore, I think they're a great pick. You know, they had five sacks last week for their third game of the year with five-plus sacks, and now they have an incredibly weak offensive line in the New York Giants. So a team that's allowed quite a few sacks on the season. So, hey, keep your eyes out for more pressure that's going to put opportunities for the defense to grab some interceptions and perhaps force some fumbles, which is what you need to get those points from the defense. Classic Giants. We had a finally had a good O-line, and then we sacked our O-line coach, and ever since then, we've just been letting sack City happen. I think Arizona had eight against us, so Baltimore could double that. Yeah, I think I think they've had nine sacks in one game, potentially. Maybe seven, yeah. Joel, I noticed you picked up off the waivers. I'm very nervous, um, or team, I should say, but Arizona. So uh, the Mullins-led 49ers. Just let the worst defense in fantasy be the top scorer of week 15 in the Cowboys. The Cardinals are fourth in pressure, fifth in sacks. 49ers are 19th in sacks allowed. This is going to be a blowout for the 49ers with no playoffs to play for. Potentially Mullins or Rosen under center. I reckon Arizona is definitely going to get a defensive touchdown and a few interceptions here. Arizona's kind of got it all to play for, right? Um, They need the win. They want to do it well. They've been so hyped all year. They've got to win. They've, they've got to come out to play this week, surely. Yeah, I mean, um, they felt like a little bit like the Browns of last season, overhyped in the preseason, failed to deliver. May it be Arizona's year next year. 
Um, but yeah, still still plenty on the line for Arizona. Still, I think, a mathematical chance of making it in. Um, and yeah, I'm dropping the Steelers' defense this week. That's not a, that's not a defense I'm willing to play after they got teared apart by uh, Cincinnati on the on Monday night here. So my uh, my pick for the week is Cleveland. They put up a solid eight points last week. They played the Jets this week, and uh, Miles and Garrett and Co should have a really solid game. The Jets allow a league high nine point seven one points per game to opposing defenses. Four of their last five opponents have scored more than eight points and three of the last four have had at least three sacks on the game so regardless of whether they're winning the game they're not really having big high scoring games anyway so i think the uh the browns are a good shot to uh improve on their eight points from the previous week oh loving these browns picks go browns do something in the playoffs so that'll be the big question mark i agree i can't believe they're nine and three it's insane isn't it unreal they're almost underrated at this stage aren't they if they would have beat Baltimore at 100%, they'd be one of the playoff favorites, but they got clean swept there. But yeah, their record is ridiculous. And uh, Carb, you might be feeling a bit shaky because they're in the AFC. Yeah, we'll see how they do in the playoffs. They're still, still a young team. But hey, that rushing game is incredible. Um, if they can keep that running into the playoffs, then um, they'll be a tough team to beat. Can you imagine losing to Baker at home? Ooh. Yeah, that would be salty. We've had a few horrible losses in the playoffs. Um, but now, once Patrick Mahomes takes the helm, I have all faith. Wouldn't it be sweet revenge for the Browns to knock off Pittsburgh or something in the in the playoffs? You know, Browns getting in on a wild card kind of setup, and uh, the Steelers having dominated the Browns uh, over the decade or so that they've been playing. It'd be a nice matchup for them. I'd love that storyline. That'd be excellent. <laughs> I'd buy into it. I'd buy into it. I'm sticking with the Browns. You boys are sticking with your picks? Yep. Sounds good. All right. We've got an interesting week ahead. There's still a lot on the line for a few teams. Uh, We've got Christmas Day football here in the States, uh, which I think translates into Boxing Day for you guys back in Australia. Um, There's a few other matchups that are like must-win for some of the teams, one or both of the teams. The Dolphins are playing the Raiders. Both need to win. Uh, Mark, your Giants are playing the Ravens. Both need to win. Colts and Steelers, it's a must-win game. And then uh, Rams and the Seahawks is also a, a bit of a, a must-win. Winner can kind of not take all, but be in a really good position there to capitalize on the, the last two rounds of the season. You know, I love a good NFC West matchup. Rams for Seahawks should be a, a nice one. Um, I think we're going to have to see... Uh, Russell Wilson, as you mentioned before, Mark, has been struggling. Rams just came off a, a sorry loss um, to the Jets. I think both of these teams are going to want to go strong to the end of the season. So that, that should be a fun one. We want shootouts, don't we? We want high-scoring games. Yeah, well, let's see what happens. I, I think it could be, potentially. What do you guys think? Man, I'm looking forward to Dolphins and Raiders. I reckon uh, Mariota's got a bit of excitement going for the Vegas Raiders, and they're both going for playoffs, which is crazy to think as well. So Dolphins' defense up against Mariota, I'm pretty excited by that. And uh, I reckon even KC to Lance, it could be a shootout. KC want to lock in that home final. Let's see what happens. Yeah, and um, my Cowboys still going for the playoffs, by the way, Uh, (laughs) playing Philly. That's a very relevant divisional matchup there, I think. Um, but yeah, look, there's a few always, always good football matchups at this time of the season. Plenty of desperate teams trying to make it into the playoffs. 
But look, I think that's about wraps us up, boys. That's the uh, the final episode of the year. We'll probably do a, a bit of a wrap up or a, a review episode sometime next year in January, February, or something like that. But um, just to all the listeners, thanks for joining us on this journey of the uh, 2020 fantasy season. Mark, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be hard losing to me, having been the host all year, and uh, you know, father, you know, kind of master and apprentice type situation. It's gonna be difficult for you to swallow, I know, but a bit of time will pass, and uh, we'll move on. Man, I'm thinking it's the other way around. You you handed the commissioner role to me, you passed the baton, and I'm ready here in the final second year in a row. I've learnt my mistakes from last year, and ready to bring it home. I think the ultimate lesson for all of us here is that if you listen to the podcast and if you've done the analysis, you can make it to the championship. Our, two of our hosts are now in the championship of our league. If there's any reason to listen to the breakout podcast, this is the ultimate one. Well said. At, what, before we wrap it up, how do we go in our leagues around the other leagues? Obviously, we have our league of record, which Mark and I are going head to head in. Uh, Corob, how did you go in your other fantasy leagues this year? Two disappointing results. I've been littered with injuries. Also, just, you know, some tough matchups. In my other league, you know, the determining ranking is based on your head-to-head matchups rather than your total points. And so I actually missed the playoffs because of a previous head-to-head loss. But, um, of course, my team's steamed ahead in the last three or four games of the year, but it was the early performance that, that put me off. How'd you guys go? Uh, Joe, I actually uh, finished highest points four and second in my other league and then lost in the semifinals so that was a huge disappointment but then obviously in our league finished top four and then fourth for points four and got a bit lucky thanks to the Steelers this week and uh, Joel what about yourself? So obviously finished uh, second on the ladder in our league of record behind the um, invulnerable Chippy who uh, fell to you Mark in a massive semifinal route um, which was decided by what only a handful of points, I think, in the end. So very close semi-final, and then I made it to the semi-finals in my other league as well, and um, gotten beaten by just over a point, one point two points, um, which I can thank the Steelers for. Um, very disappointing, but um, didn't have a lot of faith in that team, and just kind of uh, kind of read went, went beyond what I was expected anyway. So. Uh, you know, fantasy, uh, you've got to be in it to win it. You've got to be paying attention to make the moves throughout the year. But there's also a little bit of luck involved too, isn't there? I must admit, I was at a winery with my uh, in-laws with the Steelers game on my phone being pushed in the ribs by my wife for watching the game. But I had to see what was going to happen. <laughs> Steelers letting a lot of people down here at the end of the season. They <laughs> uh, <laughs> So good. Uh, well, look, hopefully um, it doesn't come to that this weekend, Mark, <laughs> over Christmas. But <laughs> um, thanks again. We'll, um, we'll see you all next year. Take care and good luck for those of you who have made the championship game. Good luck it's all. It's been a pleasure, boys. Wow.